Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Happy Friday, everybody, and thanks for hopping on the podcast. Um, Bobby, Jean, and I are excited to digest Matthew 14 with you. And uh, like the other passages here, there's been a lot of substance, just a lot of good stuff, stories of Jesus. um, Yeah, this is the thick of it. The disciples out on the mission. But then also, like in today, it kind of comes to the end of a story for one very important character. And so we're excited to to break it down with you. Um, One of the things that makes this podcast interesting today, more interesting than others, is that this is connected to multiple podcasts that we have done in the past. It's kind of lined up. Yeah, yeah, we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so then you go every other, but then the weekends throw you. Well, how the podcast lineup is for this season has allowed us to hit certain dates that tie together. So case in point, the first 12 verses of today's passage are all about John the Baptist and John the Baptist beheaded. And so what's happening here in the first yeah. kind of 12 verses, and Bobby, you want to give us a rundown? Were our kids watching Superbook about this one? Or Yeah. Oh, wow. I know, so Yeah. So what's going on is Herod is having some relations within his own family. Like, is it a niece? I, I can't yeah, remember. that he brother's wife's daughter. Wife's kid. Yeah, Herodias. The daughter of Herodias, anyway, is like dancing and quote, verse six, pleased Herod. And so what she asks for, prompted by her mother, is for the head of John the Baptist, who's mm-hmm. in prison right now. And so that's actually how John's time on earth ends. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's so that's a little synopsis of what's going on. We It was interesting to dialogue, and I just encourage you to talk about these kind of, you know, stories that are in the Bible as much as you see appropriate um, to talk about them within your family. We had an interesting conversation with the kids just watching, like Clark said, part of the super book. And um, here's the thing. There's good and evil all over the place. I don't care how old your kids are. And so talking about it in the Bible and helping them understand, like, what was John doing? John the Baptist and what he he was calling out sin. That's what he was doing. That's got why he got put in jail, and really just kind of the seriousness of of his life ending this way. That like man, he was sold out for Jesus, and there's people that don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a little um, just a little prompting for me to just keep doing that with my kids. They're seeing it. They're you know all around the world, and the Bible talks about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You were talking about how John the Baptist has already been mentioned. I mean, obviously, multiple times in Matthew, but specifically in some chapters we talked about already. Yeah, we did a podcast on Matthew three weeks ago, and in it is when he's going to baptize Jesus, but he calls out the Pharisees and the teachers of the law uh, for being Hmm. a brood of vipers, which basically means the son of Satan, (laughs) the son of the Mm -hmm. devil. Right. And uh, and so what was so interesting about John the Baptist and his conviction being this odd guy out in the wilderness is that he is so seeking truth, he backs down from nobody, and he calls out the religious mm-hmm. folks in the way that they're living in evil. Mm-hmm. But then he also identifies the evil that's in the world. And so I just appreciated, one, his conviction as he pursued yeah. the kingdom of God and um, wanted to, to follow his cousin, Jesus, um, and, and also just stand up for what is right and true and be a man of conviction that holds his ground. Right, it I doesn't like matter conviction the is, is, crowd. is tough to come by these days. Um, so yeah, I'm just grateful for him. Be interesting to meet him someday in heaven. 
But uh, transitioning, you have another story now that also connects with our podcast on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus feeds the 5,000. And so what happens then is after John the Baptist dies, uh, Jesus finds out about it. He's out hearing about this and he, he seeks solitude. He wants to go on a boat mm-hmm. privately to a solitary place. Eventually, people find him. And the crowd is so large, Jesus has compassion on them and he heals their sick. And the disciples are realizing, we don't, we don't have the infrastructure here mm-hmm. to take care of all these people. Mm-hmm. So we have to send them away. Send them away. And Jesus Outsource says, it. You know, verse 16, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. They're realizing we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And he says, bring them here to me. And then what he does is he prays over them. He blesses them. Mm-hmm. And he makes enough food, not only for the 5,000. And again, if this is the first time hearing this story, it's 5,000 men not counting the women and the mm-hmm. children. So you're looking at anywhere from ten to 15,000 people possibly yeah. on a hillside, and Jesus is going to feed them with with little to no food. But what's interesting is that then there are 12 basketfuls at the end. Yeah. And we think that there are 12 basketfuls so each of the disciples could see. God provided for this mass group of people, and he's even got extra. He provided a basketful for each disciple, mm-hmm. one for each of them. Now, why this stands out to me is because on Wednesday's podcast, Jesus and his disciples had no food and they were poor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were walking through a grain field, upholding the Old Testament law for the poor, where they were picking Mm -hmm. grain that was left for them on the edge of the field. And the Pharisees came up to them and said, why are you doing this on the Sabbath? Blah, blah, blah. And they started fighting about it. But just to hit pause and think like, wait a second, Jesus and his disciples were so poor, they had no food. They were literally picking grain. Mm -hmm. Like, yuck. Imagine that. He's picking some grass and eating it. And then the next day, Jesus makes enough food for five to 15,000 people and has extra. Right. Just blows my mind just thinking about that for a second. Mm -hmm. And I think the lesson that God wanted to show his disciples here is that God will always provide for you when you're following him. It doesn't mean that we're going to get in and out or we're going to be put up mm-hmm, in a Hilton mm-hmm. or anything like that, but God will give you what you need as you follow him. Mm-hmm. If you back up a couple chapters more to chapter 10, Matthew 10, uh, verse 9, he's sending the disciples out and he tells them what to do. Essentially, he says, don't bring an extra tunic. Don't bring extra shoes. Mm-hmm. Don't bring an extra staff. Don't even take money with you. I'm going to provide for you as you go in pairs of two mm-hmm. and tell everybody about me. And so as I think about this, okay, God, you're providing for the disciples with some grain. They're eating their sustenance there. You've just sent them out with nothing. And now you're showing that you can create food out of nothing. You're going to provide. And so for me, I'm thinking, all right, God, how do I travel light? How do I travel light and um, keep focused on you? And and don't stay attached to a place. Don't stay attached to my stuff. Don't stay attached to whatever. Like if God calls us, to hang a mm-hmm. left. Are we willing and are we even physically able mm-hmm. to drop what we're doing, leave our stuff, sell our stuff and go? Mm-hmm. And that that's a lot. So whether you're, a lot. let's just break it down. Like maybe you're, you're the important leader of a Fortune 500 company. Like if God calls you to do an audible, are you able to navigate that within your company? Do you have the flexibility mm-hmm. and the mobility like for the kingdom of God? If you're a stay-at-home mom, are you there? Like with us, even with our own resources, like if we need to sell a vehicle or 
do something on Friday night? Does our schedule allow flexibility, mobility for us to travel light and focus on the mission that Jesus has called us to? Mm-hmm. All too often, our schedule is so locked in tight. We've got so much stuff we got to take care of. We've got to mm-hmm. water this, got to feed them, um, got to take care of the, the car, the second car, the third car, the fourth car. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking through all the different people listening right now. Are we flexible and mobile? Because mm-hmm. that's a lesson God's teaching his disciples right now. I'm going to provide for you as you go. Just don't be stuck in one spot. Don't take an extra tunic. Don't take extra shoes, etc. Mm-hmm. So I just rambled a lot. What do you think of that? No, I think that's a really good word. <laughs> I think that's, uh, I, I mean, the word, we as we dialogue, the word that comes to my mind is space. Do we even have space? Like you keep saying, like, if God calls you. Well, here's the thing. God's made his mission very clear in scripture. And so are we able even to fit like his mission into our lives or do we, are we too crowded and cluttered with stuff? Cause I feel like sometimes you might get distracted. You and I, me, I'll speak for myself, might get distracted when people say, you know, like, well, are, if God calls you or are you doing the will of God? Well, the reality is like, look right here in scripture. Do you have space even to, like mm-hmm. Clark said, you know, make a turn left, right turn. Are you, do you have the, um, capacity to be interrupted because mm. if you look at these things these things are like outlandish yeah you know it's the feeding five thousand. Oh, here comes somebody oh hey kitty cat do you want to say hi so i think that's a good question to sit there and wonder um i think that's a great oh wonderful you got a microphone too okay uh to just hand over and examine like our physical things, um, but just our interior lives too. Do we actually have space? Sure. Do you want to sing a special song? Okay. All right, go sing ahead. to this microphone Ready? right here. This okay. will be entertaining. Ready? One, two, three. What song are you going to sing? Oh, Ooh. thank you. Thank you. I think I hear baby cruisy. All right. Anyway, before I get up and go, guys, what's sticking out to me here? Okay. You, use you that hold that. One. I'll use this one. Thank you. Mommy's talking to people about Jesus right yeah. now. Yeah. I can open it. You do it too. Okay. Okay, I'll watch you. Okay, you guys, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this to you, and then I'm going to peace out. Um, is when Jesus is walking on the water. That's the next section of scripture here. And you hear um, that he, quote, verse 22, made the disciples get on the boat. So Jesus needs some some peace. After he, they dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountaintop by himself then when evening came, he was there alone. So if I'm the disciples, I'm straight up, I'm looking for Jesus. Like I'm on a boat. He sent me on this boat. Like, where are you? You know? And, and I think that's what they're doing. At least Peter's doing it. Because verse 25 says, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And so that's what stuck out to me in this section is just that, shoot, these guys, they're looking. It's the middle of the night. It's 3 a.m. Um, and they see something someone walking yeah. on the sea. So I think that's just what stuck out to me is like, and, and it continues to have that kind of language is like, what are we, who are we looking for? Where are we looking? Mm-hmm. And are we urgent and diligent in our looking? That's what stuck out to me. All right. Come here, Kate, come sit on my lap. We'll get your scriptures here in just a second. Uh, what stood out to me, we'll give you one final nugget here is when I have read Matthew 14 and I've looked at this passage, when I come to verse 29 and 30, I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to think in your head and your heart right now, like what stands out to you? And what have you heard that's taught? Um, Jesus, Peter calls out, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, 
he was afraid and he began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. So just pause right there for a second. When it comes to that portion of the story, what stands out to you? For me, oftentimes, I focused on verse 30. When he took his eyes off Jesus, he was afraid and he began to sink. But what the Holy Spirit was stirring in my heart this morning is verse 29. What happens when we keep our eyes on Jesus? Peter actually got out of a boat. Just envision this. In the dark, in the waves, in the wind, he got out of a boat and a dude, a normal dude, not like God man here, a normal guy walked on water because his eyes were focused on Jesus. And so I felt like the Lord's stern in my heart today was, hey, Clark, don't focus on what happens when you take your eyes off me. Focus on what happens when you take your eyes to me. You keep your focus on me. And so the word of the Lord for me today is just focus on me. And as you follow me, the kingdom of God's going to come. As you keep your eyes on me, we're going to do things you didn't dream about. We're, we're praying for people to come to Christ. We're praying for family members we love who don't yet love the Lord to come to know his love. Like keep your eyes on him. And, and the, what God can do with us is it's untapped. There, there's really no limit to that. And so I'm not sure, maybe I'm off my rocker and maybe you've always thought about this story that way. For me, I've always focused on him taking his eyes off and sinking. But what about when we keep our eyes on? What might be God doing? I don't know if we're going to be walking on water or not. Probably not, but who knows? And uh, I just can't put a limit on who God is and what God wants to do. I'm excited as I read this and kind of wrap up the podcast. So anyways, Bobby's with a crying baby and uh, (laughs) have a fun time doing it with her. But also want to say thank you for tuning in and listening. Our prayer is that you would be in the word. You'd be in um, the scriptures, memorizing them, talking about it, and uh, connecting with us and worship at a different level. So on Sundays and Wednesday night, prayer and worship, all that. So um, we're glad you're here. All right. God bless you. And uh, as always, hope to see you Sunday. And uh, we'll connect with you then. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.